Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. I'm Sergeant Ackerberg. On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. So, Dr. Walker, we have a guest today, again. Well, actually, we are the guests this time because True. we're down here at Shaw Air Force Base visiting our men and women of the 51st Intelligence Squadron, and we have with us Master Sergeant Andre Booker. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back for the second, third time. Third round, round third, three. I think we have a, we're in a, a full-blown relationship now. But we're going to talk about leadership today, mm-hmm. and I think the importance of, as a leader, how to model resilience, how to model it for other people so that they can follow in your footsteps. Absolutely, because leadership isn't just about what you say to people and how you communicate with them. It's it's what you do. And people who look to you as a leader are watching your actions and they want to emulate you if you're doing a good job as a leader. And so by demonstrating for them how we are resilient and what things we do to, to become and to stay resilient, uh, we're actually teaching them indirectly those same skills. So I know I have an example from home and I'd love to hear what you have to say, Sergeant Booker, on this or Sergeant Ackerberg. But at home, I have one of my daughters who's 10. She really identifies anything I do wrong in life pretty much and we'll bring it up. And she's a wonderful person. But one of the things she did was um, I said, look, hon, you're just on your, your iPad too much. You're spending too much time in electronics. And she looks at me and goes, well, I'm on it just as much as you are on your oh. phone. Ooh, hit home. <laughs> and I realized that I had been modeling for her too much time on electronics and I had to ratchet back for me because I'd tell her like, hey, look, screen time for you is limited to the pediatrician prescribed time, which is two to three hours a day. Really, I might have been on not two to three hours consistently, but when she saw me, it was on. And it's checking Mm -hmm. my government email or checking my personal email, realizing like, hey, I need to tone that down in front of her. So what are some examples of things you guys model in your life? Just by being a positive person. You know, nobody wants to come be around anybody that's a Debbie Downer or somebody that's always negative or, you know, just against against the grain on everything so you know if there's a assignment that the commander or your section chief has given out you know maintain that positivity even though even if you don't understand you know the purpose of you doing that particular assignment or task you know there's going to be an end result and so if you stay positive it's kind of like going to wear off on most of the folks in your duty section so me as the first sergeant i walk around i have terrible days but I know mm-hmm. when I get out of my truck in the morning, I know I need to be positive at all times because guess what? There's there's airmen watching me. There's my undershirts watching me. There's the commanders watching me. So if I maintain that energetic, positive energy, then eventually it's going to wear off. But if I come to work, you know, just negative, grouchy, angry, then it's gonna it's gonna show when somebody's going to pick up on it and they're going to follow suit because. You know, like I said, when I was when I first joined, I wanted to be like my first sergeant. Oh, okay. So he's an example of a good leader. Well, and the key thing, especially as a shirt or any kind of helping professional or commanders or NCOs, what we forget is that you might have a bad interaction in a room, and then you walk out and see other airmen that don't know you've had that impact. Mm -hmm. And so they just see you as the negative or positive person. So we have to realize we are on stage to a certain degree. But if you adopt that mentality and you're positive, that spreads like wildfire. Mm -hmm. And it's just an important thing to note that people can't see your whole day. They can only see that in that experience with you at that very moment. What I use as a trigger is when I walk through doorways, I have it. I am joy. 
I am passionate mm-hmm. and I have these certain things that I tell myself because sometimes again hard conversations and you walk out and say okay what am I going to do to bring joy to this room so I'll say I'm going to bring the joy today and I'll walk in sounds corny but how many doorways do we walk through in a day that can serve as a constant reminder and I change it day to day but it does keep me focused on the people in the room yeah I have to agree uh, with the positivity I think that when we remind ourselves that every day we wake up we have a choice Right, and this is something I use with my daughter because every day it is waterworks to get her to school. Like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, right? And so I talk about, well, if I didn't do anything that I wanted to do, nothing would get done, right? And so we have a choice. And so are we going to have a good day or are we going to have a bad day? And so I ask myself that too on the ride into work. Am I going to have a good day or a bad day? Knowing what you're going to impact in that day, all the people you're going to interact with, are you going to help them have a good day or are you going to add to their already bad day? And so for me, I love to just make people smile, laugh, you know, that way that they can kind of turn some of the negative around to their positives as well. So I love the positivity. You, you remind me of something that I uh, have found myself constantly teaching people, talking to my clients about. It's that happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't like that because we like to couch our emotions in terms of what happens to us. It's not... It's not my fault. It's, you know, so-and-so did this to me. You know, they, they made me angry. They made me sad. They made me upset. Um, but you can choose how you want to react to these situations and define your way forward. We all have that capability within us. And, and what's really cool, Sarah Booker, about your uh, story and, or what you're talking about with positivity is that emotions are contagious. Positive emotions, negative emotions. And so if we make the con- conscious choice to be positive, not like Pollyanna-ish, like, the world is amazing, I'm having a great day, you guys are awesome, um, but to encourage each other, right? And to to show genuine care and, and empathy and acceptance towards other people, that spreads like wildfire. And then ultimately, and especially in a work center, it's going to come right back to you. So you're going to give or you're going to receive exactly what you put out there not to sound all new agey but i mean it's it's like putting forth positive vibes positive energy it's going to come back to you so so make that conscious choice to put good things out to continue this discussion what other things can we model as leaders to help people become more resilient well i think for me i I try to make time for the things that are important to me so yeah i make it very explicit that Uh, Some of the things that I need for my personal coping are exercise and time with my family. Those are are two things that are very uh, important to me, both uh, for my identity as well as to to cope with stress. Um, And and that's sort of where I get my sense of meaning and purpose. So I have to model that for for my coworkers, for uh, the people I supervise so that they, they see I'm not just talking the talk, I'm actually walking it too. So, I mean, there'll be, be some days where I'm like, um, you know, this, this work can wait, we've got to go home, <laughs> you know, let's, let's not stay here too long, let's go, you know, work out. And, and I'll do that too, um, you know, appropriately take some, carve some time out of my day for PT. Um, or, you know, know when I've got to take a day off just so I can take care of my family because for me, they, they come first. Um, but I've also got to take that same approach with people who work for me. Um, and, and allow them that as well. I love it. Great. Yeah. I think the best thing that I model is just moderation. 
um, being able to show them that you can be totally mission focused and you can be a great parent and you can be a stellar airman and an awesome five six person and like but where's the media like the moderation within all that you know mm-hmm. um, because we get pushed so hard to thrive you know for get your education or mm-hmm. you know be great at your job you know get your next level in all areas in all areas right? but like how do we manage that in all areas and like how do you take time from like you to then give to your airmen and so I think modeling moderation has been helpful when I'm like trying to teach my airmen you know like how to be the next NCO yeah for for me um I'm like a checklist guy so every day I write down things that I need to do okay make sure I call my mom check on my grandmother um walk around the squadron um take do something to take care of myself so every day I set these goals, and okay, it's all about taking care of people in addition to taking care of myself. So my squadron knows around 1530, guess what? I'm walking around, I'm talking to everybody, cracking jokes, checking on everybody, because I know about that 1630, 1700 time, mm-hmm. I know somebody's coming into my office. So guess what? Those That two-hour time span or hour time span is blocked off for member individuals within the squadron. During the day, guess what? I might take my lunch time to do my homework. I'll shut my door. And then also I'll do something for the base also. As a first sergeant, there's things that we have to do for the base to make the base a better place. Attend a 5-6 meeting, attend mm-hmm. a top three meeting, or mentor some G- CGOs, FGOs, or just bottom line, just sit down and have that one-on-one time with my commander because he needs it too. Well, and I think the key thing I'm hearing from all of us, although it's different for mine, I have a very specific routine in the morning. And I know that's where I derive my energy from. The key thing is whatever it is you're doing to put that into your schedule. It's almost a Mm non-negotiable with exception for all of us in this room when there's an emergency or an ops event. But when you do that, you derive more energy when you know that that's something that gives you that ability to bounce back. And the thing we have to know is we can't go long periods of time. So let's say fitness happens and we go a long period of time between working out. And, you know, we don't do the normal preparing for our PT test three days before it happens. <laughs> but we just go a long period. Well, there starts to be detrimental effects. Initially, there might be none. But over time, the distance starts to impact us. So we may not, in our daily resilience events, like maybe it's homework or whatnot, the more we do these things that help us be uh, be resilient, the, the more effective we are. And you may not notice it until it's absent for a long period. So mm-hmm. I think a key mm-hmm. point is to realize for you, the listener, what makes you resilient. What helps you bounce back, and how can you include that regularly in your day? I like what you're you're talking about because it, it implies that we have to be intentional about scheduling it in. And Sergeant Booker, you, you you said you have a checklist. I mean, you're explicitly writing down um, exactly what you want to do, and that's part of your routine. It becomes something that you can't push to the side, um, unless like we're talking about there's a crisis incident. But it's something that you have to do. And time is a finite resource. But we have opportunities to use that time in so many different ways that if we try to be 100% at everything, we're going to fail because we don't have the, the temporal resource to actually make that happen. So we have to allocate time to those things which are, are important. And if we can even just build in 15 minutes worth a day of something that helps to, to build and maintain our resilience, once we actually need that, that reservoir, it'll be full. But if we don't make it a habit every single day, then at the time when we do need those skills, 
we're going to find ourselves in a tough situation. And from what I understand, it takes about three weeks to four weeks to create a habit. Is that about right? Yeah, three to four weeks. Um, I, I like 28 days because you know, people can, can build and break habits in about that same span of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any other points for leadership and resilience? Be that person that you want to follow and emulate. You know, like I know mm-hmm. the leaders that I want to be like, you know, and they're great speakers, they're great motivators, they're great comedians. So guess what? I follow suit from them. I follow the good traits from them. Now, everybody has bad traits, but I follow mm-hmm. the good traits, and I say that's the type of leader I want to be. That's the type of citizen I want to be, just not an Air Force member. That's just the person that I would like to follow and, and copycat. Pretty much it's just being a copycat. That's awesome. Outstanding. Well, we want to thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. I'm Sergeant Ackerberg. And I'm Master Sergeant Booker. Until next time, if you need us, please reach out to us in the global address list. Um, and finally, we just want to thank you for what you do for our nation every day. We know you have a hard job, and we appreciate what you do. We want you to have a great Air Force day.